Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News Shooting up your butthole The Weekly Planet The Weekly Planet Welcome back everyone to another episode of The Weekly Planet, official podcast of comicbookmovie.com. My name is James, junior editor at that website. With me as always is my co-host, Nick Mason. How are you? Good. Great. I decided we'd just play it straight this one. Okay, cool. No jokes, no nothing. I think we should don't do Don't laugh. Like, I'm not laughing. Good. Was I laughing? Yeah, don't. Oh, no, I feel bad. Check yourself <laughs> before you wreck yourself. That's the best advice you've ever given me. Thank you. Okay, well, I've given a lot of good advice. <laughs> Solid. One, don't eat yellow snow. Two. Maybe do eat yellow yeah, snow. Yeah, there we go. You've learned something. You've remembered. Thank you. I apologize for my voice as well. I don't know if people can hear, but my voice is ratchet. Uh-huh. But I've got this cup of... Why le- is that? Uh, well, I stayed up last night making the X-Men review, uh-huh. and I had a little bit of a sore voice before. Because we were just at the X-Men Days we, of Future Past premiere. Were. Yeah. And, uh... All the celebrities. The- <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Peter Dinklage. Another the person. The third one, Yes. <laughs> He seems like a nice lady, but I can't remember her name. Yes. Yeah. We'll talk about that next week, though. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. this, Mason, is a different episode this week. Uh-huh. We're doing all sorts of shenanigans. Yep. We don't want to spoil Days of Future Past for people. No. Just yet. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll just drop in a random spoiler. Absolutely. Anywhere, <laughs> at some point during this episode, we're going to tell you who lives and who dies. Anyway. Anyway, Mason. Mm. The Batman suit. Oh, excuse me if I'm drinking this tea, Mason. Uh-huh. I apologize. Just to you, to nobody else. All right. Good. Good. Um, what do you think? The new Batman suit. Yeah, there was a, a Zack Snyder release. That's it. right. It's only two years away. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he really he took a photo with his fancy Leica. Was that a Leica cross promotion? Do you think? No doubt. No doubt. Because otherwise you wouldn't say. No. Right? Why would yeah. you? You'd just be like, "This is a photo." He's never paying for a Leica again. I don't know what that is though. It's a fancy camera. Why can't you just use your phone? Because then you wouldn't get sweet cross promotion. Good yeah. point. Uh, anyway, so it's, it was uh, he released a photo. It's, it's Ben Affleck as Batman. Yep, standing by the Batmobile. Yep. Um, yeah, I really like the suit. I hate the emblem. Well, yes, I, we were talking about this briefly the other day. They've they've clearly taken the emblem from the Dark Knight Strikes Back. Right. I mean, Returns uh-huh. and the Dark Knight Strikes Back. That's the same emblem. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the emblem that they used in the. Superman, Batman, but it seems even bigger. Reveal. It does seem really big. It covers most of his chest. And I think they've also thought, well, the Superman logo is really big. Yeah, he won't be as big a superhero if we don't put the big logo on there. That's right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, do, do you like the? It's kind of, looks like kind of a Kevlar-y kind of suit, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I like it. Like with like the seams. It's a little bit. Who's it? Greg Capullo who does the new one, uh-huh. and it's a little bit Jim Lee with the short ears. I know you hate the short ears, don't you? Look, maybe I'll t- be turned around on the short ears. We'll see, won't we? This is the first short ears we've had since Batman Adam West. Really good point. What do you think of that? That's 
wow, you've, yeah. You know what I think they should do? And I know it doesn't fit the real world tone. You know, it is, his um, cowl is kind of malleable, his uh-huh. mask in the comics. Yeah. You could make it so it has a little bit of expression. You know, the same way that Rorschach's mask kind of changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Just a fraction. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. he's always, he's got that furrowed brow in it, it looks That's like. That's true, yeah. Why not have a little bit of expression in there? Mm. Anyway, I think the costume looks great. Sure. It's, it's... Uh, Gauntlets, belt. Yep, belt. Boots. Boots. Seams. Seams. Yeah, it looks great. The cape's connected to the mask. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like it's got a bit of freedom and movement, though. Normally when they do that, it's uh, there's no movement there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look like a good cape. Yeah, yeah. You know I've got obje- I've had objections with a cape in the past. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yes. But of course, that he does look very kind of dour and sad well, in that photo. Yeah, yeah. And that is... A, course led to a lot of memes if you just google sad batman <laughs> there's a lot of him like he's on a log ride he's on a log ride maybe you know he's standing in his kitchen yeah but no, and nobody's shown up to his party you know there's a lot of those he's so. standing next to yeah, yeah. the sad keanu listeners if you want to if you want to send us your favorites i would like to see those because i'm always a big fan of sad. just seeing where bat, sad batman sure. ends up yeah also he's... if somebody could photoshop sad batman with sad keanu that would be great <laughs> with prancing uh michael Sarah. yes definitely yeah sure and prancing leonardo dicaprio yeah. just bring them all in if you could thank you um also they've clearly got we're gonna make this batman enormous like the dark mm. knight yeah, yeah. Um, returns uh-huh because he's like a hulking kind of monster in that comic yeah, not, yeah um not to say christian bale's one it isn't a big batman but he looks like a much bigger like wider Batman. That's very true. Yeah. So yeah, is Ben I, Affleck a wider man than Christian Bale? I'd say he's probably broader. I don't okay. know if he's wider. Hmm. But um, I think there's a bit of padding there. People say that oh maybe that's all him or whatever. I think there'd have to be some padding in there. Uh-huh. But you know, the 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 Batmobile. Yeah. Like we don't really see a lot of it. We saw the back, and there were some concept models released. The concept also. art it looks more like, and it, it looks like they've that concept art is real, and that's what it, they've gone with. Yeah. It looks kind of like like a some sort of skiff. Yeah. Like yeah. a float, like a like a land speeder, like a Star sure. Trek land speeder okay. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks a bit Tumblr esque as well at the mm. back with yeah, the, yeah. the big chunky wheels and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, 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 it remains to be seen what the whole thing looks like. Only two years to go, folks, and we'll see what it looks like. <laughs> Fantastic! Is it, is it too early? A for lot of this? people are saying it looks like the Gotham Knight Batmobile. In, oh, from uh, the new one. The oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. fair enough. I can mm. see that. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two years though. It's a long time. Is it too early? Yes. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping, and it's not going to happen. They go. You know what? We, we're we're going to put it out in 2015. We, we've changed our mind and whatever. And that has never ever happened. It's absolutely never <laughs> but, happened. Yeah. They'd be breaking the mold if they did it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. But you know. Don't you, don't let your dreams be dreams, I say, Mason. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Also, Mason, I don't know if you've heard this, but an offer has been made to Harrison Ford to return to the Blade Runner franchise. Well, Blade Runner movie for the Blade Runner sequel. Uh-huh. Blade Runnering. I can't believe we're doing more Blade Runnering. <laughs> um... Okay. Do if he is a replicant... Yes. Ridley Scott says that he is. Harrison Ford says that he isn't. Uh-huh. I don't think... Harrison Ford probably knows or cares. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. does that mean the replicants age or his style of replicant ages? What if they creepily de-age him? <laughs> X-Men <laughs> 3 style. How about that? <laughs> that would be pretty, pretty great. Good, yeah. All right. So what's the plot? Because there, there's only ever been one. There was Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Yep. The, the, and it turns out they do. The, yeah, absolutely. Spoiler the, alert. The, the, the story, which is not really like it's it's quite different from the movie. Yeah. And then... There was just the movie. There was the couple, you know, heaps of different directors' cuts and edits. Yeah. And there's been some sequel books. Wasn't 
Isn't Soldier set in the same universe? It is set in the same universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. So there's also been Soldier. I apologize, <laughs> but there's been. I think there was two or three sequel novels. Okay. So I don't know. Does it does it give us any clue as to whether they're adapting those or? I, I don't. Think or so. is the or is the Blade Runner novel universe non-canon now? <laughs> It's been bad luck for Harrison Ford and canonical That's book right. spin-offs, hasn't they've it? Just, they're, they're going to wedge that in the Star Wars Expanded Universe, just in the same canon, because right. who cares? You yeah. know, just Absolutely. wedge them together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think there's any word on it. I think the only thing is, like, the company responsible, I think it's Alcon Entertainment, is like, it's a great story. What a great time to renew the franchise. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, that's pretty much it. Uh-huh. And I believe them. Yeah. Do you think they can say any more... You know, the, you know, the themes of what it means to be human and stuff like that. Mm. Do you, you think they kind of said it all in the first one? They said a lot of it. Mm. Maybe they're going to say something else. They might say something else, you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Now, Mason, uh, this has been a big week for finales uh-huh. of comic book shows. Sure. Did you watch the season finale of Arrow? It's on my iPad right here, but I haven't watched it. I also, I've been real busy. I also haven't. No, I don't. I didn't watch it either. Uh-huh. Because on Thursday, we went and saw Godzilla. Friday, we saw X-Men. We're now doing this on Saturday. Two movies in a week. Yeah. That's too, insanity. Too much. Mm. It's too much classic, good old-fashioned entertainment. <laughs> Isn't it, though? So I, I'm looking forward to it. I heard it's a pretty good finale. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really have any opinion on it, other than it was a pretty good season as of so far. Unless they botch up the finale, in which case, what a terrible season. Yep. Way to take all that potential and throw it all away. Good work uh, at the CW. I, I did watch the uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finale, though. Uh-huh, yep. And that was pretty good. Uh-huh. It definitely got stronger. Um, I'm looking forward to what they do next season. They've replaced, um, well, spoiler alert, I guess, Grant with a equally bland other guy. Now, Grant was... Jake Chisel. Jake Chisel, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I know it, yeah. That's how much I've grown to invest myself in the show, basically. You know the I character's remember name his name. Wow. So, yeah. Um, I would say check it out, Mason, or, you know, uh-huh. just watch the Arrow. Um, I'll probably one. just do that, yeah. You're doing that now. No, actually, what I'm doing is because I, uh, somebody pointed out, or so I, I read like the first sense of a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. recap recently, okay. and they said that. People are being pursued by Deathlocks. Yes, he's he's a recurring. Is it J. August Richard is is playing? Uh yeah. But there's also there's kind of a Deathlock program. And there's been a few Deathlocks. Do they look good? Well, they they to... look good, and sometimes they'll get you in a Deathlock. So they got oh. two things from the comics. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they look. You know what? Pretty good. Pretty good for is TV. Is this it? Uh yeah. Huh. That's that's it. Yeah. He doesn't look very Deathlocky. Well, um, do you want me to draw on the iPad? And if you could, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I guess he's. I want not... something. I want like a half. Does, does one of them have a half a face? And the robot. Oh, face? it's not Deathlocks in that sense. It just means there's been a few over time, and he's like the latest one. But is there one with a half a face with the robot no, face? He's got the scarred half face <laughs> and a robot eye. Well, that's okay. All right, fair enough. But it just looks like a regular eye. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Namor actually wrote in the real Namor from Atlantis, huh. which they say that Universal is going to make a movie of. They yep. say they're gearing up for it. That was mm-hmm. a rumor this week because they're like, we've got a big property coming. Mm-hmm. Hold your horses. We'll tell you later. But he wanted to know uh, what, what our thoughts are on The Walking Dead, both comic and um, TV show. We haven't talked much about it. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit behind on the comics and I've watched all the episodes of Walking Dead. You haven't seen... I'm um... 100% behind on both comic <laughs> and... TV series. I'd like to do one. Although the- once I played the, I was in, a, I was in a, a away with some friends, and we played the Walking Dead board game. That must have been a really good weekend away. It was great, except for the Walking Dead board game, <laughs> which was awful. Well, they say the- also we were, I was on a winery tour, and so I was quite drunk, <laughs> and 
It's a really complicated game. I bet it is. It's not very, no, don't. Do you roll the dice to get points to you get hits? You roll so many dice. <laughs> so many dice and so many tokens. You've got to collect so many little, like, little resource, little badge things. Uh. Sounds like going to work. This is, it's a lot like going to work. You know what also sucks? My Mon- job is a Walking Dead board game playtester, so... <laughs> What sucks besides the Walking Dead board game? Monopoly. Listen, I apologise if your favourite board game is the Walking Dead board game. Please don't email in saying give it a chance. I'm not going to give it a chance. (laughs) I don't like board games. Hmm. In general, not a fan. Especially Monopoly because it brings out the worst in people and it goes forever and it sucks. Uh And you've got to have that real killer instinct to win. Right, right. You've got to be a real prick. I am a real prick, but I'm also lazy. I know. (laughs) I'm more of a fan of Monopoly now. I haven't played it in a while, but I I imagine I would be more of a fan of it now. Because you can just do other stuff while while Monopoly is happening. Oh, okay. You yeah, just yeah. buy stuff on the internet, you know, yeah. while it's happening. Good point. Tweet, Facebook yeah. update, you know. Maybe we should do a Monopoly episode. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, when they do Lego Monopoly, the movie, the video game, we'll we'll review that. And we'll do sure. a whole episode on it. Yeah, yeah. We, I had a copy of, or my brother had a copy of the Star Wars Monopoly game on um, computer, uh-huh. and it cheated. Hmm. Like the it would it would roll the computer would roll exactly. What it needed every time. That is fascinating. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm. it's like playing playing against you know your dumbass brother who cheats, right. which like, is my brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when you play a, like a StarCraft or something like that, and there's the fog of war, and you don't know where everything yeah. is, but the computer does. Like yeah, it obviously knows where everything is. Yeah. yeah. Into talking about board games. Yeah. I've started receiving because you know Facebook seems to learn everything about you, even if you don't tell it. Well, anything. I've been emailing them. Oh, the, oh, thank you about all my all the things that I like. Yes. I keep getting ads in my Facebook feed for Marvel Chess. Oh, really? It's a Marvel chess set. But it's one of those ones where you... Have to know how to play chess. Well, it's that, but also it's like a subscription thing. Okay. Where you, you know, the first one's like two bucks. Oh. And you get the board, and you're like, oh, this is a pretty good bug. And then every piece, like you buy a piece a week, and it's like 20 bucks oh or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's the heroine of board games. It's the heroine of board games, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but they get it... you hooked. They get you hooked. You're like, oh, I can move this. You're there, and you're dark empty room just with a board and like one pawn like it like it's daredevil and you're like oh i can move this i can move this one space at a time oh this is <laughs> this is exciting it's just chess yeah. you know what i mean i yeah, don't yeah. understand what's the appeal i guess it's a collector's thing i guess yeah yeah I they seem know. to be die cast they're lead yeah. free die cast miniatures so. uh, okay mm. well in, in answer to namor's initial question though we will do a walking dead episode one um, on the comic Well, I have to watch some, some of The Walking Dead sure you can do that i'll read some of the walking sure, dead i can do absolutely. that absolutely and as for the show i think it's okay I think it squanders a lot of the material from the comic, but I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the episode. Fantastic. <laughs> we mostly talked about board games. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, Mason. Yes. Seems we're talking about uh, movie to comic TV. No. We were talking about Marvel chess, <laughs> all right? That's <laughs> what this episode is going to continue to be about. Uh, we're talking about... Guess who the White King is? The Snoke... The, the Emma Frost. I think it's Captain America. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Captain Marvel is the white coin. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's... um, it's Fascinating. Really, that's really all something. I can remember. <laughs> anyway, continue. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about uh, comics to TV, I guess. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we just saw a trailer this week, a five-minute extended promo for The Flash. Yeah, we did. So, are you excited for The Flash movie? Shut up, idiot. You're not getting it. What do you think of the TV show? It looks pretty good. Okay. But I've said that before. I've said that before, but then again, I enjoy Arrow. So. Yeah. Mm. And I like that guy. I think in the two episodes we saw of him in Arrow, yeah. he 
acquitted himself quite well. He's sure. A, he's a likable character. He is, yeah. We've seen the support, we've seen a couple of the support characters in Arrow. Yep. Since then, they've, yep. they've you know, they've sort of done a little cross-promotion. They've he's brought got his in. little wacky team. Yeah, they've tested out the wacky team to see mm. if people enjoy the wacky team. Yeah. And presumably, if nobody did, they would replace him with additional... Wacky team. Wacky team. They'd, they'd replace them Ellen style, where <laughs> her wacky friends in season one were replaced by different wacky friends in season two. They all they all died, right? Yeah, That's they, how died. they yeah. did. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Ellen good. killed them all. <laughs> also got Ed from TV shows Ed. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Tom Cavanagh. Tam Tom Cavanagh. Tim Cavanagh. Tim Cav. Also part of Mike and Tom Eat Snacks, which is a podcast where Tom Cavanagh and Michael Ian Black from the TV series Ed eat snacks and rate the snacks. Are you serious? It's a great podcast. That's you amazing. Should listen, you should listen. I to love it. both fun. those guys. I don't know if they've done it recently. I haven't listened to it recently, but it's super fun. Sure. Mm. Uh, what else? The it's a show about a man with superhuman speed. So yep. the superhuman speed effect has to look pretty good. Yep. And it looks okay. Yeah. So I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they've kind of they've done the right thing to kind of throw some lightning and some blur, yeah, yeah. kind of, and mm-hmm. some smoky kind of stuff. I know we it. haven't talked about. We're not going to talk about Days of Future Past. We are not. But. There's some, we know Quicksilver's in that. Without any yeah. spoilers, Quicksilver is in that. Yeah. The super speed effects in that are pretty spectacular. Yes. Hmm. We mocked it, Mason. We mocked, we certainly mocked his outfit, and yeah. I will continue to mock his <laughs> yeah, outfit. That, that, that's when we do the episode where we talk about it, I'm going to mock his outfit yeah. in the future, but uh, it's a really good super speed effect. I completely agree. Mm. 48 frames per second, that one, Mason. Oh, there you go. Hobbit style? Hobbit style. Hobbit style. Great. Yeah. <laughs> When remember we, those super speed effects in uh, The Hobbit? And we, I remember. We were sitting right in the front row as well. If we remember watched with that... the Silmarillion, there's a super speed jump? I don't, I don't know what that... that means. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> we, we were sitting in the very, very front yeah, row. Yeah, yeah, if, we, we... if that had been in 3D, we would have vomited. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> on one another, on the people sitting next to us. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, we also saw, oh, so Flash trailer, looks pretty good, I guess. Looks pretty good. He's I'm not s- blonde, Mason. Isn't he supposed to be blondie or brown hair guy? Ah. Uh, or light brown? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, I'm going to have two blonde guys, I'm warming though. to the costume. Yeah, exactly. I'm warming to the costume. Uh, I still don't love it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Maybe in motion will look really great. Yeah. Okay. You saw it in motion. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that concept art for the, not concept, but there was video released for the Flash video game. He could, no. run, he could really flash in that. His balls. But also run really <laughs> fast. Looked, um, okay. Go to comicbookmovie.com, Mason. Check it out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we lost also a trailer, Mason, for Interstellar, which yep. we actually saw at the Days of Future Past. We did say well. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know so we, we said we weren't going to talk about Days of Future Past, but we have. So all, all, an awful lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you think of Interstellar? Was there enough corn and sadness? There was a lot of corn and sadness, certainly. There was a lot of people being zipped up into, in a water filled of baggies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look. I'm not impressed yet. Yep. It, what What have we seen? We haven't seen anything. I remember seeing the Inception trailer and being like, I have no idea what that's about, but wow. Exactly. But I don't, Spinny, spinny room. Exactly, spinny room. He's fighting a guy in a spinny room. I <laughs> yeah. thought they looked great, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, so far I've got nothing on this. Me too. Look, I have I have a certain amount of faith yeah. in Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I liked Memento and Inception mm-hmm. and other films that he's done. Yep. Uh, but The one with Al Pacino and Robin Williams, where Robin Williams is a serial killer. Insomnia. Oh, it sucks. Okay, I've seen it. Yeah, I don't know. I have, I have a certain, I have, I have faith in it. That Me will too. be good on some level, but I'd like to see something. Sure. That isn't just we're going into space. Maybe we're saving the planet. Maybe yeah. we're going to another yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I'm glad Matthew McConaughey's in it though. He's a sweet, sweet dude. Uh-huh. And he seems really chill. 
He does seem really chill. <laughs> Even when the earth is at stake, he's real chill. <laughs> and also, Mason, I guess we should talk about the brand new Transformers trailer. You love Optimus Prime's new look. No, I don't. <laughs> We've discussed this. He looks like they've, they've, they've teased us yep. with the cartoon truck version of him. Yes. But then we see the new trailer and he's back to being weird Hot Rod Flames guy mm-hmm. with the extended engine cab thing and yep. blah, blah, blah. And as we've discussed, I don't like it. And as we've discussed before, though, the reason they didn't do it that way originally because there's not enough bulk in that truck, right? Except for the trailer, yes, except for the trailer, and the fact that there are transformers in this universe that can increase and decrease their mass, exactly, including that giant cube, the giant cube in the first film, yeah, exactly, which decrease <laughs> decrease its mass quite significantly, so much so that even Shia LaBeouf could carry it, and he's weak as piss. <laughs> Anyway, that's back. We'll discuss. Let's talk about the trailer. Um, looks good, but they look. I like Stanley Tucci. We see a lot more. No, that's okay. It's fine. We do see the Tooch. We see the Tooch. He's looking good. I call him the Golden Tooch. Yeah, uh, because he's got the Golden Tooch. He's got the Midas (laughs) Tooch. Sorry, I haven't had a lot of sleep. No, that's all right. Um, yeah, we still don't really know what's happening in the film. No, it's probably for the best. Well, that the Transformers are outlaws. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Is Galvatron Gunface? I guess is Galvatron that is? is Gunface, yeah. Why doesn't he just have a gun? Wouldn't it be easier? Yeah. Because then you have to change your face into a gun. Then you're faceless. Yep, true. I mean, I don't know much, Mason, but I know mm. that's stupid. <laughs> it's kind of stupid, isn't it? You yeah. couldn't kiss your kids. Did you leave for work? <laughs> you afraid you shoot their face off? <laughs> so, yeah, I think... Yeah. Uh, I think that's the, the news for this week, Mason. Yeah, hang on. What about no. some, something else happened in the Transformers? Look, I trailer. watched it yesterday or the day before. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. There's a there's the giant lizard again. Again, it looks like they've learned their lesson. All the characters are like distinct, distinctly coloured now, so you can tell them apart. But I still have a feeling that when we go in, most of the action is going to be nonsensical. Yes. Because there seems to be a lot of human action in the trailer. There's a lot of people like running and fist fighting, but yeah. not a lot of... Actual Transformers. You know what I would love to see? Mm -hmm. This is in the Transformers movie. They're like human Transformer suits. So you put on the Transformer suit and you can transform into a car. Uh It's a human suit that transforms into a car. But it doesn't break your bones. Right, okay. That would be the the kicker there. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to see that? That'd be good, yeah. Because that hasn't been done, I don't think. No, that's true. So, yeah. So we've got Mighty Morphin Power Rangers coming. We've got Transformers coming. We've got those two things coming. Great. That's a year for us. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, Mason, it's time to move forward. Okay. With our lives. Let's talk about... Okay. All right. <laughs> we well, quit uh, this podcast. <laughs> Becoming accountants. That's right. Mm-hmm. For serious. Yeah. Let's get serious. Uh, no, Godzilla. We saw that on Thursday night. We did. We sure did. Thank you for picking me up and then going to see that. No problem. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I read the... Uh, I told you this. The prequel comic, Godzilla Awakening. Because mm-hmm. I'm not as familiar with the Godzilla story. Hang on. Are we reviewing this or are we discussing it? What What's the difference? Like spoilers? We spoilering this. Okay. Uh, how about we go general thoughts. Okay. And then... Yep. Bam. Okay. Because there's really not a lot you can talk about without no. spoiling. But at the same time, this is another one of those films where it's sort of spoiler proof. Mm. There's not really... Yeah. We know where it's going to end up. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Godzilla becomes an accountant. <laughs> he gets on with his life. Yeah. But yeah, I read the uh, the prequel comic Godzilla Awakening uh-huh. before, which tells a very similar story to the movie. Well, I was going to say you explained the prequel story to I me, did. and it does seem... And then it happened. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sort of was a rehash. It was sort of like the events events in the past happen. Mm. Godzilla 
battle some things. Yep. Movie starts. It's essentially the retread, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Would you prefer if people could only do one thing? Would they spend twelve bucks on the prequel comic book? Yep. Or they spend twenty bucks at the movies? I think you've got to go to the movie. You've got to go to the movies, exactly, yeah. That was a trick question. If you'd said prequel comic book, I would have said you're an idiot. Because as we know, comic books are for nerds. That's right. Um, it's not a bad prequel comic by any stretch, but I, I will say that it is not required reading is by it, any stretch. Is it in Japanese manga style? No. That's disappointing. I sort of... I sort of. Um, I can re-sketch it if you want. Thank you. I sort of pictured it in sort of black and white. kind of, No, no. Because the Cloverfield prequel comic was... Manga style. Really? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Wasn't the secret in Cloverfield that there was a monster? That was the secret. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They got us. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this, this is um, expecting though a $90 million opening weekend. It's is that good? I don't, I've lost all track. Well, of... it's weird because it's bad for Spider-Man because Spider-Man cost a, a lot. Right. But also the reason why it affects Spider-Man so badly... Mm-hmm. Speaking of Spider-Man, Max Landis tweeted that thing about Spider-Man and maybe it's gone back to Marvel and blah, blah, blah. News! Mm. What was his source? Well, I don't know. Well, he's in the industry, I guess. That's, but it, then he, he said, didn't he say, oh, something Spider-Man, something, and he's like, oh, I shouldn't have tweeted that. Yeah. So it's maybe just lies. It could be. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I'm not re- really fussed. But look, you know what? If it did go back at this point, just quickly on Spider-Man, uh-huh. even if Spider-Man, um, I think that it's going to hit 600 million worldwide or something like mm-hmm. that. Oh, it's about to hit 600 million, which, which is a lot, but... Spider-Man, Spider-Man uh, Sony don't get the rights to do anything else other than the movie. So any toys, games, comics, anything else associated goes to goes Marvel. to Marvel. Interesting. So maybe if every Spider-Man movie is going to make less and less from now on, maybe they they are looking to sell it. You though. were saying this is potentially the most expensive movie of all time. Is that that was X-Men? That was X-Men. Never yeah, mind yeah. Then. second, second. Okay. But Spider-Man in marketing alone, I don't know if you saw any of the marketing material, Mason. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> no, really. Oh, like the trailers and such. The trailers and on the sides of the buses and the oh, ads that stuff. and the yeah, video yeah. games. And that time Emma Stone harassed you in the street. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. See my movie, she said. And I'm like, oh, which one? You're quite prolific. Ah, congratulations on getting so much work. And she's slapping me. It's weird. Ah, uh, no, yeah. So well, what they say is, don't they say that the, a movie will cost, say, $250 million and then the marketing will be about equal to yep, that. That's what so they everything's, a, you know, $250 million is really a half a billion dollar movie. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. So if this movie costs $300 million, and maybe it did, mm. that's $600 million all up. Yeah. If it made $600 million, it broke even. Yes. That's I mean, but then you got Blu-ray sales. Right, right. I guess. Uh-huh. So that's something. Digital downloads. Yes. Yep. As we all... Love that yeah, thing. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the same... You know, I don't want to talk about Spider-Man. No, exactly, I've we're done had, with I've it. I've had enough. It's done for a few years. Let's stop talking about Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing that we could get Spider-Man back on board is if they do something different. Maybe it'll be the Sinister Six movie. Yeah, yeah. With Spider-Man. Or maybe it's gonna, you're going to have to team up with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll be uh, Gotham style. It'll be um, Peter Parker, the TV series, <laughs> where he doesn't have any powers and he's a nerd. I want Ben Parker, the TV series... About his boring dad. Yeah, absolutely. For some yeah. reason, the focus. You know what would be great? Not ben, be ben Parker. Ben Parker yeah. No, it's uh, Richard Parker. Sorry. Right. Okay, no, that's all right. I would like to see Uncle Ben, the TV series, where he gets into unnecessary scrapes all the time. Like in the style of Spider-Man, where he just intervened for no reason and got shot. Yeah. Like, it'd just be a series of that, like every week. Like, somebody would be rude to a cashier at a, at a supermarket and be like, Hey, you! <laughs> And you think this is the week. You think this is the week, but he, he gets through every week. By the skin of his teeth, he doesn't die. 
But we say maybe it's set in a parallel universe, so maybe you could die. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's stop talking about Spider-Man for Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, with Godzilla, though, Mason, did it meet your expectations? But I've presumed there that you had any expectations. You know, it did. The, the difficulty with this kind of movie is that I don't know what I want with it kind of thing. Because yep. it's not... Okay. Like, it's not... I don't have a huge investment in Godzilla of the past. No, I haven't. I like I've I've seen the first one and snippets of some of the others, I think. Yeah. And like with a with a comic book movie, I know how I want the character to be portrayed. I want I want to know how like I I have specific ideas about how what characterization I want. Yep. You know, what storylines I want to see, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. You do with, you've got thoughts of on texture. I do have thoughts on <laughs> texture, costume and so forth. But with this I don't really have anything. So I think all I wanted it to be was better than the 1998 Godzilla film, and it was yep. much better. It was that. much better. Mm, yeah. Infinitely better. You didn't think that um, maybe it was a little bit slow? Well, it was a little bit slow. That's a common complaint. Yeah, I yeah. think... Is it, is it spoilery to say how long it took before Godzilla appeared? Uh, no. You know what? Let's just say... You've, let's just spoil from now on. Okay, good. Like you said, you can't really spoil it. No, exactly. Movie. Look, it was, an, it was probably an hour before Godzilla appeared. Yeah. But at the same time... Do you want Godzilla to appear in the first five minutes and then just have him smashing stuff for two hours? Yeah, good you point. Oh, no, you know. oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. not really, no. Not you, want, uh, you want a certain amount of anticipation, you want a certain amount of yeah, build-up, right? That's because right. otherwise, you know, I, I, I guess weird. And he's kind of a one-trick pony. He is. He smashes stuff yeah. for a bit and then he stops smashing stuff. <laughs> for right? a bit. Yeah, for a bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, fair point. But um, for me, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily bored... But I didn't find the human characters that engaging. No, again, it was very... spoiler alert: Brian Cranston dies like twenty minutes in. Right, he gets Godzilla. No, he gets evil um... Godzilla. The evil Godzilla. Yeah, he gets evil Godzilla. But yeah, the the human. There's all the because it's really quite difficult. I don't know if about you, but for me, it's quite difficult to relate to a several hundred story tall giant monster that just smashes the city. <laughs> like we've all been there, but very rarely, and. So we, we have to relate to the human story. Yeah. And the human story in these films is always very dull. What did you say the, like, you, the least surprising thing was when it turned out that his wife was a nurse? Because it's always a nurse, right? <laughs> yeah. She's always a nurse or maybe a teacher yep. kind of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and she's got to look after some kids or some wounded or something like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And they get separated by time and distance. Yep. And he's got to get back to her. Like, it's, it's fine, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty standard. I thought the, the shame of it was that Brian Cranston's son as the kid was mm. probably the the least annoying kid character I've seen in a film, but he only gets about five minutes of screen time and then yep. he becomes an adult and then we've got to deal with his wiener kid. Yeah, you know, that's his, right. His dumb wiener kid who I thought was much more annoying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had a little weird little face. Yeah, yeah. They should have gotten that dumb wiener kid to be Aaron Taylor Johnston's child self and then had the other the other kid... That'd be his actual the non-wiener child. Kid. Yeah, the non-wiener kid in the present. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think it was odd that yes. similar to Jaws for the Revenge, mm-hmm. the destruction of Godzilla and the monsters who Godzilla fights followed Aaron Taylor Thompson around, whatever his name is, like Jaws the Revenge? <laughs> yeah, it, it was a little weird. Like yeah. wherever he went, yeah. that that monster who... What's the the Muto, the bad one? Muto, yeah. Mm-hmm. W- would be there. But what's, But technically he was chasing them. Not really. Because he went back to San Francisco to save his wife or whatever. Oh, and it went to San Francisco, yeah. And it went to San Francisco. And he's on that, he's on, he's like, I'm gonna go to the airport. 
with this Japanese boy or whatever, uh-huh. and sure. then that thing happens to uh-huh. come across his path. Uh-huh. Like, it just keeps happening. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, so I think we've decided characterization, not good. Storyline, probably not good. Uh, let's talk about other stuff, though. I, I didn't mind Jaws 4. I know people say... Let's it's... not talk about Jaws 4. <laughs> okay, let's... You know what I thought was really amusing? What's that? At, 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 a, at a kind of a, it was a letdown but it was a funny letdown when Godzilla first faces the Muto in the city yeah. and you're like this is going to be incredible mm-hmm. and then all they do is show brief news clips of this incredible battle that's true yeah. and then afterwards they're like that was pretty full on did everybody see the, the battle and that's it <laughs> yeah like, we know, didn't no you know what though if we're talking effects let's talk about Godzilla yeah he looks incredible absolutely bold choice the, in his first appearance, it's daytime. Yeah. That's that's never happened before. No. They wouldn't have dared to do that in 1998 because no. he would have looked like... Much worse than he did. He would have looked like an N64 character, <laughs> like a sprite. Just all polygons. Yeah, all polygons, exactly. Face of Super yeah, Mario. Yeah. But they were like, look, we have faith in this, yep. this computer-generated thing. Yep. Let's put it out there in the daytime, and it looked really good. And you know what? And I think you know what helped with that? Oh, oh we did mention as well the other day that the CGI water... It's not there, is it? It's, they can, still haven't done it. I don't yeah, understand. You can still... Mm. I mean, water's hard to replicate. I guess I've so, tried yeah. to replicate it. I've drawn this picture. <laughs> oh! It's pretty good. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, but, uh, but he himself looked incredible. And I think what helped was... A lot of the time you would see him from the ground perspective or where the humans were standing. Like, there uh-huh. wasn't a lot of, until the end, shots where you pull right back and you see him. Mm-hmm. So you really got a sense of scale. Yep. Like, he is enormous. Uh-huh. Like... In the other Godzilla, he seemed to change size. He did, yeah. And he probably didn't change size, but it felt that way because sometimes it pulled right back and sometimes it's in and sometimes he's right next to Matthew Broderick or whatever. Right, exactly, yeah. You know? That's so, true, yeah. Like the bit where he comes out from under the, from the, the bridge, the San Francisco bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, and he's just enormous. Exactly, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they got, I think they got the Godzilla scream right. They absolutely That was did. pretty intense. You yeah. do a pretty good Godzilla scream, don't you? <laughs> That's it, right? Nailed it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Let's, what about the Muto? The... Yeah, look, I didn't think that design was that interesting of a, mm. of a monster. But Comparatively, I that... he was less impressive than Godzilla, yeah. but I guess that's the idea. I think, And also, I think that he, he faced off against another dinosaur-type yeah. creature. That wouldn't have been that interesting. Yeah, you're I right. I think they sought or another kind of humanoid-shaped thing. Yeah. I think they had to go with you know additional arms and legs mm. and wings and kind of... You know, creepy alien esque kind of thing. Like he, he did, he did strike me as he, he struck me as a combination of the Cloverfield monster. Yeah. And well, we've just had Pacific Rim. We have. And it was odd. I thought that he had an electromagnetic pulse yes. weapon, <laughs> and that was a huge plot point of the last one. Is yeah. a Pacific Rim is yeah. that one of the monsters developed an electromagnetic pulse That's weapon? That's right. Yeah. That's exactly. And it. I think we did discuss this. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. It's <laughs> the first. It's one of the first movies I think where. Somebody has an employed has employed an EMP, yeah, and nobody has had to explain to us the dumb dumb audience what an EMP is. Yeah. Oh, it's an electromagnetic ball. It produces an electromagnetic pulse within a certain radius. Within a certain radius, that disrupts all electronic devices within a certain rate. Right. You but know that what? would mean we'd lose all the computers and communications. Yeah. Yes, that's why it's a problem for us. Yes, we know it. We know that's a thing now. Like as the movie going public as a whole. We know that's what it does because we've seen dozens of movies. Where well, that's I, been I think the explained. first time I was exposed to that in a movie was Ocean's Eleven. Yep, and I went, I immediately get that. Yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> never need to be, have that explained to me ever again. 
But then, you know what? And again, I've said this. They should in if we're if they're going to explain an EMP in a movie, they should say, look, it's an electromagnetic pulse. It breaks down. It shuts down computer systems, like in all those movies you've seen where somebody uses an EMP. And then the people in the movie would go, oh, that's right. I live in the world. I've seen those movies. I get it now. But yeah, like they saw, like we we saw how it worked. Yep, it was implied how it worked. Mm. You know, and it's interesting. They didn't necessarily talk down to us throughout the course of the movie. No, like when the female Muto gets pregnant. Yeah, we see that it's has some sort of egg sac. Yeah, they don't go. Oh, it's it's gonna give birth to lots more of those monsters. That's a really They're good gonna, point. It's gonna overwhelm the world. I certainly hope Godzilla destroys this thing because otherwise. <laughs> We're all in a lot of trouble and it will cause our extinction, right? We get it. Yeah. We see how much damage three monsters can do. Yep. We know We've what seen ha- aliens. We know yeah. what a nest of monsters is. We know what a nest does. of monsters is. We know that if there were hundreds of them, they'd probably destroy us all. Yeah. So we get it. We understand the stakes. We don't have to explain the stakes. Really good point. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. This, this movie's maybe better than I realized. Yeah, I know, <laughs> Now right? that I talk yeah. about it. Not that I didn't enjoy it at the time. Mm. I absolutely did. Uh-huh. Um, now... What I found really odd, yes, at, not odd, maybe you could, this is something that I found amusing. At the end of the movie, Godzilla and the Muto fight in San Francisco, and they batter it to dust. They do. Like, there is very little left. Yep. And then when Godzilla does the thing that he, where he kills him, which we'll talk about in a bit, because yeah, yeah. that's a whole other thing, he leaves the city, and everybody cheers. That's but true. But if I was there, I'd be like, you, what happened? you had a big hand in that. What, yeah. what just happened then? You are equally big as the other one why yeah. are we cheering for you exactly we don't they don't know that he, that other one laid eggs and... yeah in order to in order to cheer for Godzilla mm. everybody in San Francisco would have had to have all the military intelligence yes. that we had seen <laughs> yes. to know that Godzilla was hunting the, the monsters to stop them yes but they don't know that no. as far as they know three giant monsters have shown up and have just flattened the city you're right yeah <laughs> Let's talk about destruction, though. But, uh, but as you said, though, if Superman can flatten a city and be called a hero, that's true. why can't yeah, Godzilla? Yeah, exactly. That's very true. Um, if we're talking about destruction, good, sure. dis- solid destruction, Great. what I thought was interesting mm. is that a lot of people died. Yes. Like, we'd, it wasn't a case of everybody got to shelters very quickly. Some people got to shelters. So a few people got to shelters. There's a scene in, uh, in uh, Hawaii yeah. where Godzilla comes out of the depths. Yeah. And in order to take on these monsters, which and I thought that was good, where we physics took effect, where he got out, he he came out of the ocean, and it caused a tidal wave. Yeah, but it was interesting. I thought that the, the little girl sees that the monsters, you know, the Godzilla's arriving. Yeah, they, her and her mum and dad run away. Yeah, they get in like a ho, they get in like a store, they close the door, and then we just see the tidal wave just. <laughs> Batter hundreds of people, presumably to death. Like you, there's no way all those. Like it just, no. it just swooshes past this tidal wave, just and it just gathers hundreds of people up in its wake. They all drowned or were crushed to death. There's no way out for those people. Yeah, maybe they all survived because everybody cheered at the end. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You no, know, I thought it was interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. The, there was a dog that broke its lead and escaped. Yep. Uh huh. And I thought, oh my god, they're going to kill the dog, but you don't see the dog die. So they didn't break the cardinal rule. rule you can't kill a dog. Can't you can kill, kill a lots dog. of people, yeah. but not a dog. Kill That's as true. many people as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, did you notice with Godzilla, he, compared to the other monster, when it would land or go through something, it would just swat a building aside uh-huh. or, or like 
or land on top of it and crumble the top of it. Godzilla would carefully like tiptoe around the building. True. He would never he would never destroy a building unless he was like he was being thrown into a building. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. So he's a better person than he's Superman. A, yeah. <laughs> he's a real gentleman. <laughs> mm. He should have had a big bow tie. Don't Absolutely, you think? yeah. Or li- little compared to him, but yeah, you know, you yeah, know what I, I mean. Yeah. Sure. Um the atomic breath though. I know one of your things going in was like, I only want to see the atomic breath. Nothing else matters. Because as we know, if you haven't seen the 1998 Godzilla, mm. well, a classic, classic Godzilla from the you know the, the Japanese version mm. has sort of an atomic fire laser breath. Yeah. Like that's an iconic part of him. All the spines on his back light up yeah. and then he breathes this fire. Yeah. And in the 1998 Godzilla, we were sort of, pro- we see him breathe fire in the trailer. Yeah. And then when we go in, there's no fire breath. He just screams really hard near a gas main and it, there's some fire and, and it was yeah. bitterly disappointing and I hate everyone involved in that film um, but in this one he's got he's got it it's back he's totally what got is it. interesting I keep saying that maybe these things aren't interesting they're interesting to me sure. maybe not to our listeners but whatever uh, I'm not here for them no I am that we don't get any foreshadowing that he can do that no if you never like, we all know that he can do that because yeah. it's Godzilla. Sure, but I'm, I assume there are millions of people out there who have no concept of what Godzilla is. No, you would have, you would be completely taken aback by that. Yeah, like he, you see the spines light up about, you know, twenty seconds before that yeah. happens. But there should, I feel, there should have been some sort of foreshadowing earlier on in the film. Yeah, so we know he can do that, like an EMP style. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, th- yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, that's a fair point, because I, I guess, yeah, for us, we just assume that he would do that. Yeah. But yeah, being that he is just a lizard, right. essentially, why, uh-huh. why can he do that? Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, a, that's, a, mm. that's a good point. But yeah. it was really, I thought it was really awesome, though, especially the way that he killed that last one. For those who haven't seen it, he pries open its mouth and atomic breaths. Down its throat. <laughs> down its throat. Until, its ten- until, until the tendons of its neck sort of burn away, and then he tears its head off <laughs> yeah. and drops it in a San Francisco bay. <laughs> Like a champ. Like a champion, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And that was incredible. Mm. So, uh, yeah. What I thought interesting... I'm, I'm going to stop saying interesting. <laughs> maybe it's not interesting. It wasn't... The battles weren't as visceral as I thought they could be. Uh, in what sense? Like, there was very little blood. There was okay. very little kind of... That's, that's know, true, yeah. ...monster slime. Yeah. There was a lot of Godzilla being bitten on the neck... Yeah. ...by these Muto creatures. Yeah. But you'd never see him... You'd never really see him bleed at all, no. I don't think. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Maybe that's got something to do with the rating. Maybe, yeah. Though Pacific Rim had a lot of kind of goo and That's and true, whatever. it did, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, Mason. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought the combat was lacking in that we didn't really... You want flesh torn off. Yeah, it? I kind of want flesh torn off. I want to see some blood so we know that there are stakes involved. Yeah. Like, otherwise, they could just we they could just be battering at each other for weeks. Yeah, well, know. that's right, exactly. And when he kind of goes down and you think he's dead, it's not clear... What what had done that? Yes, exactly. Because like, yeah. he got bit. Yep. Because he know. got bit. Yeah, because he got bit by a dog. Yeah, by well, that I... dog from earlier <laughs> that had rabies. I've just got. I've just got here. Look, it does everything a god Godzilla movie should do. I thought you were going to say it does everything a goddamn Godzilla movie <laughs> should do. Yeah, I've got it. It's got. It does everything a Godzilla movie should do. Eventually, mm. like it eventually does it. Yeah, it takes its time. Uh-huh. I think next time if they do a sequel, they're going to have to speed that up. Mm-hmm. Because they've now revealed what he can do and, and, and the battles or whatever. And that's pretty much it. 
Well, yeah. Well, what, so what do you what do you do though next time? What mm. what would you see? I've got here also. What would you see him fight next or do next? Yeah. Well, I also thought it would have been good to see some kind of sort of additional scope, like some sort of preview of another monster that, okay. that maybe is on the way for him. Yeah. Like maybe we've, we've you know, humanity somehow awakened more of these creatures. Now, like Shaq, like sh- when Shaq, yeah. no, Barkley. Charles Barkley. Charles yeah. Barkley fought him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Charles Barkley takes a, like in the, in the post credits, he takes a potion. He's like, <laughs> oh, this, oh, this is a refreshing energy drink for, for, this for is good refreshing... old Charles Barkley. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no. And then he starts growing out of his, you know, his house or whatever. Um, yeah, because potentially we won't see another monster in this universe for another fifty thousand years. That's right? true. Yeah, yeah. What, when is the the pre? When is the pre comic set? Eighties. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Right, right. But the reason that that it comes about is because of nuclear testing that awakens them in the fifties. In the fifties, yeah. And then. Something yeah, yeah. So I mean, we couldn't, we could not see one. And Godzilla, I understand, is million potentially millions of years old. Well, it could be an alien force. Could be an alien. Could be an alien. Could force, be yeah. Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, I would like to see some sort of private enterprise. Now, now that this the secret has been revealed, yeah, I would like to see some sort of private enterprise, like a corporation, okay. attempt to. You know, harness Godzilla for their own ends. Yeah, and then we could see a Mecha Godzilla, absolutely, of, or some sort of you know. Jager kind of Pacific Rim kind of thing attempting yeah, yeah. to take down Godzilla. That would be cool. And being destroyed, <laughs> having its head torn off. Yeah. Right? Mm. He should have really used that atomic fire breath much earlier. Mm. Maybe it's like a one shot kind of thing or a two shot kind of thing because he's really it a two shot kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, this is unrelated, Mason, but mm. I, was, I was at work and I was sitting having my lunch. Great. And this guy from my work is. You're sitting. famous for it. I'm very famous for it. I'm known for it. But the guy, a guy at my work turns to me and he's reading the Godzilla re- review and he's like, James, James, you're like this. Check out this Godzilla, Godzilla review. Check out the title. We're off to see the lizard. So he you, thought I'd like that. You did though. And I did. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm not above that. No, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we did go off to see the lizard, Mason. Indeed. And in many ways it was successful. Mm. Do you have anything else to say before we give it the rating that we do? Ah. Uh, not promising. Good. Liked it. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to say best movie ever? I'm going to say best movie ever, yeah. I'm going to say tentative best movie ever. That being said, I don't really want to see it again, and I don't care if there's never a sequel. Well, as soon as I came out of the film, I was like, I enjoyed that, I'd rather, but I'd rather not see it again. I'd probably see it one more time. Okay. Yeah, give, give me a week. Maybe we'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you got to watch the season finale of Arrow first, though. Fine. <laughs> Also, Daniel Tonks has written in, and I noticed you didn't get a popcorn or a Coke there when we went. Because mm. normally you embrace the cinema. I, I embrace the pre- cinema, yeah, that's true. Though there is, they do sell pizza there now, which I'm against. You shouldn't have hot food in the cinema. I don't want to smell your pizza, you dumbass. Not you, but you specifically. <laughs> I know, right? But he says that uh, the 90% of ticket revenues um, goes to the cinema, goes to the movie studios. So people should embrace the cinema going Exactly, experience. that's right. So maybe uh, you, sh- you should support cinemas, especially independent cinemas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also the really big ones. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Just huge chains. Yeah, you know what? I'd also, I'm not really, I normally, in the past, I haven't cared about IMAX or whatever. I don't care for 3D. Mm-hmm. That, that's... Is, I hope that dies again, yeah. God, I hope so. But I think because the effects are getting better and better and the scope of movies is getting bigger, 
I'd rather see movies like this now on a big screen. Mm, we saw yeah. it on a VMAX. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which is like double the size, maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. An IMAX, certainly. Yeah, but we didn't see the X-Men one on v- on a giant screen. But we were but right we were so right in front of it, so it I seemed turn, that way. Yeah. turn my head <laughs> <laughs> to see the great temples of Wolverine mm. just back and forth. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance, absolutely free, at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or... Sales. I definitely prefer... Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. 
You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. So yeah, I guess that's the review, Mason. Now we're going to move on to finishing up last week's topic, What, which was... Unfinished business. Unfinished business, risky business. Was that... Yes. Do you know Tom Cruise just changed his Twitter biography to... Um, something like been running since nineteen. Yeah, running a movie since nineteen eighty one, which is perfectly encapsulates what he has been doing because he really has. What's he running from, Mason? Care to speculate? Um, no, absolutely not. <laughs> sure. Now, my review, Mason, for X Men: Days of Future Past is up. As I've mentioned, if you go uh-huh. to Mister Sunday Movies or YouTube dot com slash Mister Sunday Movies, you can see that. Mm-hmm. It's spoiler free, so uh, we're not again. We're not going to talk about this today. But before we go into this, um, there's also one more bit of news. Channing Tatum has been cast as Gambit in X Men Apocalypse 2016. Huh. That's what it's called. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk more about that next week and how how, how that movie could possibly go mm-hmm. because that a lot of that, if we did talk about, it, would spoil yes. Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. So, but we were up to Mason X Men. We talked about last week. X-Men 1, X-Men 2, X-Men United together, mm-hmm. sure. and X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Mm. And I think we said first two were great, especially for the time, in particular mm-hmm. two. Third one has some moments that are okay, yeah. but we hate Brett Ratner, and if we ever see him, we're going to atomic breath him. Absolutely. Mm. We're going to leave his head in San Francisco Bay. <laughs> So yeah, um, at the time X-Men Wolverine Origins came out, do you remember any of the fanfare related to it? It was the first of many origin films. Absolutely, <laughs> That yeah. was supposed to occur. Yeah. Uh, 
I wasn't particularly excited for it before because it didn't. I didn't think it looked that good mm-hmm. beforehand. Yep. What did you? What do you remember thinking? I was about willing it? to give it the benefit of the doubt, mm. and I remember a lot of people really loving it. That's what I remember as well. Yeah, and I remember thinking and saying to people, "You will regret this." <laughs> Because it is terrible, and you have yet to realise that it is terrible. Yeah. Why did people? I guess it's the same thing with Phantom Menace. A lot of people went in really enjoy and really enjoyed that. Yeah. I think they had to convince convince themselves. Yeah. That they really enjoyed it because it's got a lot of elements that you should enjoy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Hugh Jackman is great. Yep. It's got a whole lot of mutants. Yep. It's got Deadpool, sort of. I guess. Uh huh. Um, there's action. Yep. Um, I don't know. I guess that's why. But it's not. It's it's easily. Easily the worst X Men movie Absolutely is, that yeah. will ever be made. Yes, I, I, I know it had a lot of studio interference. I, Gavin Hood, the director, he also did Ender's Game, which I watched. But I, mm. what if that made it better though? Think about it. How is it though that's? How is it though that some some directors kind of can can stand up to that and some don't? Does it depend on the movie? Does it depend on the property? Does it depend on depend on the studio? Does it depend on the director? How does this happen? I'd say it depends on a lot of factors, some of which you just mentioned. <laughs> Sure. This was the one, and actually I remember, and I've just recalled it now because I've looked it up on the Wikipedia page here. Mm. This was the one where the work print was released a month before. That's exactly right. Where the special effects weren't finished. Yeah. And but I they th- didn't get that much better. No, they really didn't. I watched about the first five minutes, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to wait. Yeah. Because the elements of it looked pretty good. Yep. There is the sequence right at the start where... Uh, towards the start where he, he discovers he's a mutant, he goes on the run, yeah. and then you see him and Sabretooth sort of go through a series of wars. That is incredible. That is a great yeah. sequence. Like you see, like it's a great intro to the character. Yeah. You can see how old he is and what he's been through yeah. without, you know, in, in, without any words. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like as well they should have stopped at one of those wars. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like maybe World War Two. I want to see like a Logan World War Two movie. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that that whole that whole sequence was is incredible, yeah. and then it just kind of stops in mm. I don't know the seventies, is it? No, it's the vague. It's the vague. It could be the future, <laughs> but it's the present. Yeah, that's yep. Yeah. I think it's the Vietnam War, isn't it? At some point, or like does it go till after that? No, it goes till after that. I think maybe. it's set in the eighties because there's a there's a nuclear reactor that melts down in it, mm. and that happened around. That time, right? As well. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's probably the eighties, but yeah, that yeah, that copy that leaked on online, it was downloaded four point five million times. Uh-huh. But I don't think it really hurt the film that much. No, because that still made quite a lot of um and money. It didn't do as well as X Men Three. Yeah, yeah. But uh, interestingly, there was a guy called Roger uh, Friedman or Friedman, a reporter for Fox News, and he wrote. I remember this. He wrote a review, an adverse review for the movie based on the leaked copy, and he even described in his review how easy it was to find and download the film. Right. And his review was removed and he was fired. Fired, absolutely, yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. If we're talking about movie piracy, so mm. it, was, it, was, it was downloaded 4.5 million times, Yeah. right? So, hang on. Yeah, 4.5 times. Let's assume it costs 20 bucks to see it at the movies. Sure. Right, so that's ninety million dollars, right? Yeah. People would say, like the the movie industry will say, mm. they it cost them ninety million dollars. Yeah. But it didn't. No. Because that assumes that if you could not download this movie, you would go and see. You would have to go, like you'd yeah. be compelled to see it. Yeah. But a lot of people, and that's people will say that about you know uh, maybe a DVD, like oh you know it it cost uh, it cost twenty dollars to buy the DVD and a million people downloaded it. Mm. 
so the movie industry, you know, the the TV industry lost twenty million dollars. Yeah, but it didn't because most people are. If it's a movie, you know, if it's like Sharknado, yeah, and your option is watch it, you know, pay for it on DVD or download it for free. Mm. If if that option to download it was suddenly taken away from you, most people aren't going to watch. I it. I would never see. No, that. because oh, it's I haven't. Because it's a movie about a tornado that's filled with deadly sharks. Yeah, right. You would. But if if the option was, hey, you can pay five bucks and download it instantly, mm. I think a lot of people would. Yeah, but for twenty bucks, no, no, absolutely I can, not. I agree. Yeah, yeah. You that's my it. rant about piracy. <laughs> I thought that complaining. was. I thought that was about me. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No problem. Yeah. I. I don't. I think. I don't think I down. I think I might have started to watch it just to see what it was like. Right. Yeah. But I still went and saw it anyway. Mm-hmm. John, I've got a whole bunch of trivia here, Mason. I'd as like always. To see some trivia, yeah. You know how there's a bit where um, William Stryker yes. has been cast, recast many times. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, he says to Deadpool, "If you, if it weren't for that mouth, you'd be the perfect soldier." Because you know, in the comic, he's branded the the merc with, with the, the mouth. mouth. Yeah. And then what he says happened, and it was terrible. Yep. <laughs> because that. Why did they? Why did they go that way with Deadpool? I, I don't know. Yeah, because they assumed there'd be a sweet, sweet spin-off because everybody would love X Men Origins Wolverine. But why? Why? Why go that way with the character to spin him off from like that? I don't understand. I don't that. know. Either. Why not just have him have him disappear, uh-huh. and then maybe have him pop up at the end as a cameo as Deadpool? Yeah, the proper, not a brainwashed guy who's got Cyclops's powers and. Wolverine's claws and teleportation. And, uh, just yeah. what? Yeah, I don't know what is happening. It's not a very good film. Here's the thing: <laughs> this X Men Origins Wolverine is one of those films that feels to me like watching somebody else play a video game on God mode. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a couple of those. Like, uh, and I guess this doesn't happen as much anymore because video games are they're not as difficult, and they're kind of they hold your hand more. Yeah, they, they, they hold your hand yeah. more, and they're more cinematic. They want yeah. you to see. Yeah. More of the game, yeah. But back in the back in the day, like if you put on God mode, you know, if you just you just wanted to f- be invincible and finish the game and see everything it had to offer, yeah. And that was yeah, that was okay if you wanted to do that. But watching somebody else do that, no, it's that's not. completely uninteresting, yeah, right? Exactly. This is what that film is, <laughs> right? Because he can't die, yep, and you can't affect the outcome, <laughs> and he's just doing a series of dumb things. Yep, fair right? enough. Yep. Like he literally could not die. Where is the where is the narrative weight? I'm trying to think if there's a moment. No, because even at the end when he's fighting on top of the nuclear reactor or whatever, uh-huh. it never feels like that he's gonna that he's exactly, gonna die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the fights with Sabretooth never feel. I mean, they're okay fight sequences, but you never feel like either of them are gonna die. Right. Exactly. Also, because it's a prequel, you know he's he can't not die. die. Exactly. Yeah. Which is another problem which we've talked about before. That's why the Wolverine. Again, I said this last week. The Wolverine is a better movie. For a lot of reasons, but but one one is because you you could die. At mm. the, he's not gonna die, right? But you, you he's worth too much money. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you know though, uh, Lee Schreiber? I'm aware of Lee Schreiber. Sure. Um, the guy who played him in X Men One wanted to come back, but um, wrestlers aren't known for their acting prowess. Correct. They're known for their wrestling. No one can fault them on that. Absolutely. They're known for their taunts. <laughs> They're known for taunting one another. They're known for stealing one another's managers. You know. <laughs> They're known for having heart attacks at mm. 38. Yeah, they sure are. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're would... known for like, like stealing somebody's manager's like Cadillac and filling it with cement. You know, they'll do, do, know. They'll do a prank like that. You know? Sure, yeah. you a wrestling guy? Not really, no, no me neither. No. Not against it, mm. but uh, you know, it's never really got into it. I think because when we were kids, we didn't really get it here, did we? Uh, no, that's true. WrestleMania 30 just came out there, so maybe we should do an episode on that. Okay, let's get the Blu-ray <laughs> of, X- of WrestleMania. I think 30. I wouldn't understand it. Right. And people would be angry at me. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hats off to those guys, though. I recently saw The Wrestling, a comedy festival, which was comedians versus wrestlers. It was pretty, it was pretty good. It's really, it's really great. Was that rehearsed? Yes. Well, this has taken the... Uh... Yeah, no. Fake. <laughs> fake. I love how people still say that now. It's fake, you know. Yeah. But, yes. say, but it was great because I got to be there with a screaming crowd and boo people, which I haven't done in a long time. It's super fun. It's normally just you booing on yourself. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That annoys worry. me about wrestling though when people go, it's fake, it's not real or whatever. It, it, it is scripted. That is a well-known fact. It's right. been well-known for many, many years now uh-huh. that that is the case. But those guys, they really get hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they, they, they are athletes. Sometimes inadvertently. Yeah. But very much so, yeah. Like, who was the one that died a few years ago? Hulk Hogan? <laughs> yes, but there was another one. He felt... A, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. That's the one. No, Bret Hart's brother. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Oh, what's his name? People mm-hmm. are screaming at me. Yeah, but he, he fell as he was being lowered in and he hit his head on the, the turnbuckle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, he was killed. Yeah, yeah. And even as he was lying there, people were like, boo, get up. And even the ambulance comes in. I guess that's the problem because people think the whole thing is an act. Yeah, yeah. But he was dead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, video game on God mode. Yeah. No, no more so than when he needs like... He needs like information from a guy, yep. and the guy's like, "I'll not, I'll tell you if you can beat me in a boxing match." You know that bit? Yeah, I know that. That's bit. so video gamey and terrible. And there's a bit. And if he, that happened to you in real life, you'd be like, "No, why Just would tell I? me the information?" That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, that's the bit where the guy thinks that he calls him Blob, but he calls right. him Bub. Right. It's just like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, we yeah. know that's the character Blob. Yeah. Great. Mm. Yeah, but Liv Schreiber was gonna because he's not as big a guy as. as Hugh Jackman was at the time. Uh-huh. He was going to get a muscle suit, great, like, a bit like Vinnie Jones uh-huh. for uh, Juggernaut Next Men Three. Uh-huh. But he, he said he he it made him like feel like humiliated to be, to wear something right. like that, right, as right. it would I guess. Yeah. But um, so he then requested a chance to to gain muscle and stuff, uh, okay, right. which, which which he did. So yeah. you know, good for him. Also, you could do a lot of that with angles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Just have the camera facing up. He looks real tall. <laughs> I've got two pieces of trivia that tie into each other here, Mason. Uh-huh. Um, Will I am yep. accidentally punched the camera while filming a fight scene and scarred his knuckles. Mm-hmm. More interestingly, who thought it was a good idea to put Will I am <laughs> in an X Men movie? Right. That what? Was he that bad? I can't even remember. I, I remember him being really bad and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was a what could he do in that? Well, I don't his castle, he could teleport. Uh, okay. Yep, yeah. Sure. Great. There was a whole lot of B grade kind of mutants in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. As as well, but none of them were really interesting. I thought Dominic Monaghan did an okay job. The guy from Lost. Yep. Where are we? Yeah, absolutely. From yeah. Lost, he's in the Hobbit. I thought he did an okay job with what he's got, but uh-huh. a lot of those mutants are, are very, um, are very forgettable. Mm-hmm. Do you know Mason? Because I've forgotten most of them. If yes. You asked me to name another one besides Blob. I couldn't tell you. Uh there's who's the Asian guy in it? Who's the agent? Oh, oh, Agent Asian. That's not. Right. Yeah. You know, um, in James Howlett's bedroom, who, of course, is Wolverine's real name, mm-hmm. this is before he runs away, a picture on the wall can be seen of a Wolverine foreshadowing. His- a picture of a Wolverine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know what? The, and I, I just... This... The problem with this film as a whole was for the, lo- it was for the absolute lowest common denominator. <laughs> like, there was an unironic... Wolverine walks away from an explosion in slow motion and he doesn't look at it. Like, there was one of those. Yeah. This movie was all about, well, they love... People love explosions. Let's put in explosions. Yeah. People love really macho dialogue. Let's put in macho dialogue. 
It was it was exactly that, right? Yeah, you're the right. The whole film was that. Yeah. Mm. People love love interests. Yeah. Let's give him a vague love interest. Let people love kindly old men giving advice. <laughs> you know? Well, let's put one of those in. Let's I've got a fact about that. I'm ready. The old couple that Logan encounter- yep. encounters, they're called... Who are uh, younger than him. Who are younger than him, but yep. he still takes advice. Yep. Which is weird. Mm-hmm. There's also a bit where he, he goes, oh, you've got that sweet motorcycle. I remember when that came off the production line. And he's like, how would you remember that? And everyone goes, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, like what? You, we, Why would you're you reveal old. That? We yeah. get it. Why would you reveal that? Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. um. Anyway, their names are Travis and Heather Hudson. Uh huh. And they're um. That's their oh, civilian wait. names. The Hudson. They're from Alpha Flight. They're from Hudson Hawk, the movie. Oh, there we go. <laughs> they are. There. That's um. You're right. They're guarding the Vindicator from Alpha Flight, a Canadian government mutant team. So there. Yeah, there you go. Though in the comics, Guardian's name is James McDonald Hudson. Yeah. So I guess they changed that. So they sort of included it, but they didn't. But they didn't, exactly, because they, like, I I see I see the tip of the hat there because Wolverine was in Alpha Flight in the yeah. comic books. Like, they they needed, when they cre- when the Marvel created Alpha Flight, they were like, well, we, we need a Canadian mutant to be on the team. Yeah. And so they're like, let's make Wolverine a mutant and we'll put him on the team, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But why not have him go to them and be like, listen, you remember me. We used to, we did the war together. Right, right, right. One yeah. of them. And he's like, you have an aged day or whatever. You don't even yeah, have to say yeah. that. He knows who he is and go, of course, you yeah. can hold up here. Here's a motorcycle. Here's a jacket. Right. Get out there, son. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, why not do it like that? Why Why do it? Why even mention that they're... Just, yeah, why Why make... Exactly. Like, I had no idea that was the case. Yeah. Why mention that they are those characters? Because now, if you want to make an Alpha Flight movie... You can't do it without breaking the continuity, which is irrelevant to the X-Men films because they always break the continuity all the time. Let's talk about breaking continuity in this film. Sure. Uh, At the end, he rescues some mutants, which includes Cyclops and Emma Frost, right? Yep, yep. Who was a teenager but was an adult in the 60s. Right? Yes. Yep. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess they never say it's Emma Frost. But she looks a lot like Emma Frost. And she right? has the Emma Frost powers. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the guy who played Scott Summers, uh, Tim Tim uh, Pocock, uh-huh. now he describes the film, this film, as Scott's, Scott Summers' big transition moment when Scott goes from a troubled teenager to a leader in the span of a film. Oh. Did you remember that happening? In the two minutes he was on screen. <laughs> I remember him having his eyes completely covered. Yep. And then... He escaped from a cell. Yep. And that's it. You're right. Yeah. 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 This movie is garbage. Okay. Yeah, um, Brian Singer, who directed the first two, two films, was approached. Brett Ratner was approached, who did X-Men 3. Uh-huh. Len Wiseman was approached. I think he did... Um, What did he do? The Underworld Underworld movies. films, yep. Um, Alexandre... But then he would have had to put um, What's-Her-Face in. Oh, yeah, he would have. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I love Kate Beckinsdale. Yeah. Um, Shooting Fish. I like that movie. Uh-huh. Uh, Alexandra Aja. I don't know who that is. No idea. Um, and Zack Snyder all impressed, um, all expressed interest in uh, directing before Gavin Hood was brought mm. on board. Um, some of those are okay. Some of yeah. them I don't know. Mm. So, yeah. Did you notice, Mason, in some scenes, the Wolverine claws were created through computer-generated imagery? God, did I. <laughs> they were the, they're the worst claws in the... How, I don't understand. They were pretty good all through one, two, and three, yep. right? How did they become the worst? They became noticeably ridiculous. They looked they became, like cartoon. They course. looked like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I was Rabbit. Gonna, just going to say Who Framed Roger <laughs> Rabbit. Exactly. R.I.P. Bob Hoskins. He died. <laughs> no, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they and they every anything they touch produce sparks. Yeah. Like no matter what, like he cut through a porcelain basin. Yeah. Sparks. <laughs> Why? 
You know what I thought was interesting as well? You can see as well that he's not really looking at them because there's nothing there. Yeah. So his eyes don't line up with what he's looking at. And I know they tried to make him kind of shiny and new because they were shiny and new. Right, exactly. But it yeah. looked ridiculous. And also, though, the reason they did this, and you'll love this, is because the props being used in those scenes looked obvious. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> great. So good. Hmm. Also, uh, yeah, that's dumb, right? Yeah, it's so dumb. Oh, I understand the, the rationale of, well, he's got brand new adamantium claws. Yeah. So make them look shinier. But... Uh, you don't have to. No, you don't have to, yeah. <laughs> also, as we discussed last night... Also, they night, look pretty much shiny new in all the films, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. I, I don't look at the first three X-Men films and go, boy, his claws are looking a bit weathered, aren't they? They could use a polish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, also, the way that they come out of his hands, because they come out kind of between his knuckles and fingers, Yep. it's easy to make a prop where he can just grab that in his fist. Right, exactly. And you cannot see yeah, that yeah. he's holding that. A lot of very successful Wolverine cosplayers just do that. <laughs> and then they can take them on and off whenever they want. They That's just right. hold them in their hands, yeah. Man, classic. Yeah. Gavin Hood also wanted to make Wolverine suffer from a post-traumatic stress disorder uh-huh. from all his years in the armies. In the army or armies, he was in multiple armies. Multiple armies, sure. yeah. Uh, but Fox Studios vetoed the idea because it was too heavy a theme for a comic book film. But I would argue that Magneto is a Holocaust survivor, and that is a much heavier. Absolutely, yeah. Like, or not much heavier, but it is at least equally heavy a theme. Correct, yeah. Come on, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so much wrong with this. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like studio intervention there, though. And, that, and then, that all, then they, of course, gave Tony Stark. PTSD in Iron Man 3. So <laughs> I, I guess it wasn't that heavy after all. But also, maybe it would have been really... I would say maybe. It would definitely have been very poorly handled if oh, they'd done oh, it. Oh, no yeah. doubt. Because it was quite poorly handled in Iron Man 3. He yeah. just got over it. <laughs> which is not something you do with PTSD. It's like, well, I'll just believe in myself for a bit. Oh, I'm fine now. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm a, I'm a billionaire. <laughs> I'm a billionaire superhero. Fine. Now, we talked about this, uh, I think, last week as well. You know how it... In the comics, the reason he loses his memory is because his healing factor... What did you say? I think you used the word... Paper's over, over, yeah. Paper's over. Like, yeah, yeah. Like paper. Uh Uh-huh. So that's how he loses his memories. Uh Uh-huh. But in this one, they decided that... I guess that was too subtle. Uh So they'll just shoot him in the head with a bullet. Right, exactly, yeah. And as you pointed out also, Uh if his skull is adamantium and the bullet's adamantium, they would just ping off each other. Correct. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> what I hate about that scene also is they explain what they're going to do. What yeah. they're going to do is dumb, right? But he's like, I've got this adamantium bullet. This will sort him out. And the guy's like, sir, that won't kill him. He's amazing or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, no, it won't kill him, but it'll lose all his, his memories. memories. Yeah. You, how do you know that? You don't, at, exactly. At least have him do it. And then he loses his memories. Right. Don't make that his plan. Yep. Stryker's not a scientist though either, is he? Is he? Uh, I guess he's. A I mean, he runs scientist. the program, yeah, 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 but he's yeah. not a. Maybe he's just picked some stuff up here and there. <laughs> sure. <you know? laughs> oh man, now, there's some other mutant cameos in this movie, as we mentioned, Mason. Uh-huh. William Stryker. Yep. Uh, he's captured and incarcerated these familiar faces. There's a tongued boy uh, called Mortimer Toynbee, who's Toad. Uh huh. Yep. Who also appears in other X Men film- mm-hmm. films. What do you think of the new look Toad in the new one? Maybe he's a different guy. He's not. That's him. Oh, well, then I have no idea. <laughs> Fine. Maybe he's had some work done. Sure. Yeah. He would, I guess. Yeah. Um, the teenager with the tornado is uh, Wind Dancer. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember that happening. No. Nope. Uh, the boy vibrating in his cage is Quicksilver, son of Magneto. There you go. 
Uh, and the boy with tape over his mouth is Banshee, who appears also in First Class. Yeah. Which is, again, set... In the past. <laughs> now, that's pretty much it, Mason. I guess my last question is, before we rate this worst movie ever... Uh-huh, sure. ...of all time. Wait a sec, don't jump the gun. <laughs> um, how does Professor X get Professor X'd? Well, as we know, that is the question we ask every week. Professor X becomes incapacitated in every movie. How is he? How is that done in this? Ah, uh, is he's just, he? He's just not in it. He's not in it. There we go. <laughs> well, he's in it at the end, right? Right. right. And he's walking, which is confusing mm. because that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. According to everything else. So, Mason, best or worst movie ever? Worst movie ever. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Great. Do you want to see any more Wolverine solo movies? No. We're gonna get one. Oh, there is one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, I do want to see another one, because The Wolverine was good. Yeah. Mm. Well, we're going to talk about The Wolverine, Mason, yep. right now. Right I thought now. we could go to First Class last, because that leads into Days of Future yes, Past more yes, than... Oh, so does The Wolverine. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to compare The Wolverine and Wolverine Origins. Again, it's difficult to determine which one leads in more, because they're, again, riddled with continuity errors, so <laughs> maybe none of them do. Maybe they're all set in... Par- I had a conversation with somebody last night about this, and I'm like, well, they're all riddled with continuity errors, and she was like... Maybe they're all set in parallel universes. And you said, maybe you're set in parallel universes. That's what I said. Good. Yeah, yeah good. Mm-hmm. That's shut her up. Yeah, that's right. That's a really good point, though. Mm. Do you think they could ever just come out and say that, though? No, because it'd be <laughs> awful. Now, Mason, I've got some facts here about um, Hugh Jackman's workout <laughs> regime. Is the first one just say, like a mad dog? No. Huh. But let's make that the first one. Yep. Hugh Jackman contacted Dwayne Johnson for advice on bulking up for the movie. Mm-hmm. Johnson suggested he could gain a pound a week over six months eating bunches of stuff like rice and brown rice <laughs> and stuff. Bunches of stuff. Bunches of stuff. Right. Um, Macrobiotics. So he ate 6,000 calories a day and an awful lot of steak and brown rice and chicken. Hmm. That seems awful. Yep. Who was it that was telling me recently? Apparently having a six pack is technically unhealthy because you're supposed to have like an, a half an inch of layer of fat minimum on your body. We've nailed this. <laughs> Uh, Hugh Jackman said for his shirtless scene he wanted to look as ripped and cut as possible he succeeded he I did feel. yes but the way he did that something bodybuilders do they don't drink for something like 36 hours before mm. and it, it all the water weight disappears yeah. all the water weight disappears and he got he said it, he got super headachey, but he mm. said it was the look that he wanted hmm. do you think it was the look that he wanted yes because he said that why would he lie? He's a great bloke. That's right. One yeah. more, Mason, about uh-huh. his physique. Uh-huh. He said he finally achieved the physique he always wanted. Um, and, each of the fry, uh, and each of the prior takes for the character, mm-hmm. he never had enough time to get into shape. Mm-hmm. And he felt this was the one that he really could do that. Because yes. I know, because when Darren Aronofsky was originally making it, because Wolverine, he's quite lean in a lot of the movies, but in the comics, he's more bulky. Yeah. And he's definitely more bulky now than what he was originally. In the originally. X-Men one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one more... Facts. Okay, I'm ready. Yes, co-star Will Yun Lee says that it was Jackman's best physique for the role of in Wolverine. (laughs) I think he's probably right. (laughs) Best physiques all around. No, I just launched that physique thing. But what did you think of the Wolverine? I really enjoyed it. Mm. He's not as invincible as yeah. I I yeah, he's not as invincible. There's some genuine stakes involved. Yeah, Mm. yeah, sure. Do you think that's because he had the squid on his heart, or it just felt that way anyway? Uh, well, speaking of that, there was the the villain was quite the villains were a mishmash, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Was that Madam? Was that supposed to be Madam Viper? I, I think don't... it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the other guy was the Silver Samurai, but there was two Silver Samurais. One was a dad. One was an old man in a robot suit. <laughs> Correct. 
Yes. Which was interesting. Mm. Okay, yeah. And again, I... I don't necessarily object to them, like the Silver Samurai not being a mutant, just a guy in a robot suit. That's fine. Yeah. I, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But I'm sure there were people who are who the Silver Samurai is their favorite character. Yeah. And Me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about what happened. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I liked the um, the the setting was great. Yep. The the train fight sequence was Wasn't incredible. Wasn't it good? Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Very tense. That was all green screen. They didn't really do it on top of a train. Ah, not a real speeding bullet train. <laughs> No, and it you know it in X Men Three or the Wolverine, if he'd fallen off the train, he would have just gotten up again. Yeah, there would have been no stakes. That's at all. right, exactly, because you mm. know that he he could die because he's bleeding for most of that movie, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, what happened to his sidekick at the end of that movie? Because she was like, "I'll stick with you, Wolverine. Let's be friends." Um, don't know. We don't find out, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. Do yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, Famke Jansen mm-hmm. is in this film, Mason. Yep. Mm-hmm. As in, in in his head memories. Yep, sure. Um, she filmed her cameos in three days, which is a long time. For a, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> she's not in it that much. No, that's true. Is she? Yeah. But I suppose they would have it. That, that would have been a case of hurry up and wait kind of thing. Like she would have had to because each of those cameos is in a different set. Yep. So they presumably they would have had to set up for each set. Okay. And you know, Hugh Jackman would have had had different makeup and different like wounds put in and ah, okay. all that sort of stuff so that there would have been hours of that and yep. then she would have shown up and been like believe in yourself wolverine and then left right or don't believe in or yourself. don't believe in yourself <laughs> or kill yourself what was it i don't know what it was kill yourself i think yeah. it was kill yourself right yeah gilmero del toro expressed interest in uh directing being a fan of the japanese saga from the wolverine um comics uh-huh. he met with uh james Giannopoulos and hugh jackman about directing the film i'm assuming he's a producer uh-huh. i don't know who he is but he ultimately decided he didn't want to spend two to three years of his life working on a film. Mm-hmm. It's a long time to dedicate really to a is, film, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty standard, though. Hmm. Darren Aaron didn't want to think, travel to Japan. Old Darren Aaron. Old Darren Aaron. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, Mason, this is the first X-Men film to have an extended version on Blu-ray release. Teal Elston, listener of the show, says it's great. I haven't seen it. you seen it? I haven't seen it. A lot of blood, they say. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was... The one thing I didn't... There was a few things that I, I weren't entirely wrapped with. You know what? It's it's a good movie. Uh-huh. It's not amazing. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that, yeah. I like, mean, I haven't really been compelled to watch it again. Yeah, so. I, same. Like, mm. you know the bit where he fights all the samurai in the snow? Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to go a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of... Petered out a bit. itself up yeah. pretty quickly. I think, there, I think there's more of that in the... In the, in the extended in the version. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you like the animatronic bear? Yes. Did no, you? I'm ambivalent towards it. <laughs> Did you like how he was drinking Stan Lee whiskey? Didn't even notice that. There you go. That's pretty great. Neither did I. Mm. I don't really have... I guess the difference between this and the other one is it's just... It's fine and it's pretty good. So I don't really have anything to say about it other yeah, than yeah. that. Yeah. We like it. We like it. Yep. And therefore, best movie ever. <laughs> best movie ever. Mm. How does Professor X... Doesn't matter, does Doesn't it? Doesn't matter. <laughs> didn't, didn't get X. If only. If only. Last one, Mason. Mm-hmm. My personal favorite X-Men movie. Okay. X-Men Wolverine Origins. We're back. <laughs> We've gone all the way around. We're taking uh, another pass at this. X-Men First Class. Mm. 2011. Yep. Uh, seen as a kind of rebooty, kind of reimagining of the series. Mm-hmm. It scrapped a lot of the continuity from the other movies. Boy, did it. The director did that on purpose because he's like, look, I just want to make the best movie, so I don't yep, care. Uh-huh. It specifically, though, takes away the continuity from 3 and yeah, Origins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other stuff stays. Yeah, yeah. Because it's all easy, 
Professor X walking, not walking, all that kind of stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. It's the only movie that's not, doesn't have Wolverine as one of the main characters, though he does appear in a sweet cameo. <laughs> what did you think of that at the time? The movie yes. as a whole. Yes. It was great. It's, it is one of my favourites also, yeah. Yeah. Mm. In fact, maybe it is my favourite. I think it's my favourite. Because mm. oh, I've just recently rewatched it because we're going to do a audio commentary oh, yeah, at some point. We're supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to anyone who's ha- still hanging out for that. No one's hanging out. Okay, great. I think we'll be okay. Uh-huh. You know, though, it, for the movie, James McAvoy shaved his head for the role and then he learned that they didn't want a shaved head Professor X <laughs> for this. <laughs> So a lot of time he's wearing hair extensions. Well, there you go. Oh, most of he's wearing hair extensions. So yeah, huh. that's kind of interesting. That is fun. Yeah, <laughs> you think he would have asked first? Yeah. Does that mean he's a big fan of the films? Was he I just guess like, he must oh, be. Man, yeah. This is my chance. Seeing him and Patrick Stewart, they face to face. Yeah. Which you see in some of the trailers for Days of Future Past. They they've got a very similar profile. Yeah, very similar face structure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What I maybe what it was is that because. Maybe it was just an excuse to shave your head. Sure. Because yeah. that happens, right? You're like, oh, if I could, you know. Because um, I don't want to. Yeah. But if I had some sort of, you know. You could do it for charity, mate. I guess I, guess I could do it for charity. Yeah. <laughs> you got it? Nah. Nah, I'll pay for somebody else to do it. <laughs> I, I loved it. And I, and I wasn't the only person who said this, that you get, you finally, we finally got to look at some comic book style suits. Mm. And they weren't super comic booky. Yep. But they were pretty good, I thought. They fit the era that the movie was set in. Yeah, a little bit colourful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, and a kind of practical in yeah, the same yeah. sense But they as would well. have looked ridiculous. In X-Men 1, if they had worn those suits, it would have looked absolutely That's true. Yeah, yeah, fair point. But why not, and this carries over to Days of Future Past, uh-huh. why not have some kind of comic book style suit? Mm-hmm. in the other ones now. Yeah. Because you can do it. Yeah, we've established the world yeah. is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> so yeah. That's very true. Now, what's going yeah. on? I was going to say, uh, everybody's really well cast in the yeah. one, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you like Scott Summers' brothers? Havoc. Havoc? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have cheese. Yeah, no. I can have cheese. No, stop it. <laughs> yeah, really well cast. Um, Again, they tweaked. they tweaked some of the continuity, like... Sebastian Shaw was never a Nazi originally. No, he wasn't. But uh, it sort of worked. I wasn't think. he from way, way, way the past back? Sebastian Shaw? Yeah. Not really? No, Isn't I don't he? think so. No, he's not He's not immortal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of someone else. Doesn't mm. he have a ponytail in the comics as well? Yes, he does. Sweet. A ponytail and like a, like a ruffly shirt. <laughs> also, uh, Mason, there's a few things cut from this, including there was going to be a Professor X and Emma Frost Mind battle. Oh. But they took it out because of Inception, because Inception had mind battles. As right, well. exactly, yeah. You can't have too many mind no, battles. It's, it's trite. <laughs> Don't like it. Also, uh, Nicholas Holt, who played Beast, mm-hmm. he studied Kelsey Grammer's performance in X-Men He dyed the his last skin day. blue. <laughs> Just and then we're like, we we don't really want you to be blue for most of this film, and he's like, God damn it! Yeah, he he studied Kelsey Grammer's performance in The Last Stand, and also Kelsey Grammer in early seasons of Frasier. Great <laughs> to get that right. Uh. The Beast in that as well. Did you notice he's 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 more cat like? He's more um, Joss Whedon's astonishing X Men kind yeah, of yeah 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 kind of um than he is beastly yeah yeah true than the other ones. But they kind of change that in Days of Future Past, don't they? He kind of becomes. He's sort of a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So there you go. Um, the filmmakers had two choices for the role of Sebastian Shaw. Colin Firth and Kevin Bacon. And they decided to go with Kevin Bacon because he was American and seemed more menacing mm-hmm. than Firth. Do you agree with that? He's very sinister, yeah. Yeah, he I, is. I, I imagine there is huge throngs of people out there who could not imagine Colin Firth as a bad guy. No. As well. I'm trying to think if there's an, there's an example of that. No, even as a Nazi, he'd be quite lovable. <laughs> 
Colin Firth struck that woman in his car once, though. So. Oh. But well, even then. Yeah, even then. It's charmed pretty, his way out yeah, of it. so charming. <laughs> yeah. mm. um, that didn't really happen, by the way. So that's <laughs> clear. He didn't really. Yep. James McAvoy and uh, Michael Fassbenders, that's their first appearance together since Band of Brothers. Oh. They're both in Band of Brothers. Yeah. i got to watch that again. Mm-hmm. You liked Band of Brothers, right? Yes. Actually, Brian Singer was approached to direct these films, but in 2010, he declined due to commitments of the world's most successful film of all time, Jack the Giant Slayer. So you can see why. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. That one that was computer animated, probably? No, but it did have Nicholas Holt. Oh. And it did have Beanstalks. And it did have Bill Nighy. Hmm. And it did have the guy from Deadwood. How did Nicholas Holt have time for... Both those films. Because Jack the Giant Slayer came out last year and Daisy, and the other one came out. In 2011. 2011. Right. So there okay. was a large gap. Right. He in... singing needed a lot of prep time, clearly. This is, yeah, that's right. This is interesting, Mason. Yes. And terrifying. Taylor Lautner mm-hmm. was considered to play Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Beast, but dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. Nicholas Holt was then cast. How do you think that would have gone down? Not as well. <laughs> He's a bit of a plank of wood, that guy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy or whatever. Uh, but Let's those... get him on the podcast. Sure. He is super enthusiastic about um, everything, but I feel like he's got that kind of Tom Cruise kind of enthusiasm for things, which yeah, yeah. unnerves me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Also, he would have had to really bulk down. Yeah, I guess. I guess they could have, they could have Captain America'd him. Yeah. Like, CGI'd a really weak guy on him first, <laughs> sure. and then, then bulked him up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. But then they would have, there would have been like... Over an hour of scenes of him like that. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. He just puts some he more work than not. He just puts some like bigger coats on him or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, some ill-fitting yeah. stuff. I uh, don't know. Yeah, but yeah, Hugh Jackman hmm? accepted the opportunity to cameo as Wolverine mm-hmm. in the film. I think it's on one of his greatest performances in these movies. That one line that he has. It's brilliant. And yeah. I, I didn't see. I hadn't seen that going in. I didn't know he was in it. So that was a, right. that was a very nice surprise. For me, he, impro- he improvised the line, go fuck yourself. They got one fuck in the movie. They got yeah, to say Yeah, okay, it. right. Um, they also do it in Days of Future Past. Yeah, you probably yeah. noticed that as well. Because you can do that in a PG-13 movie. Um, there were seven other takes, uh-huh. including fuck off. Nice. So, you know, mixing yeah, it up. Mixing it up. Uh, the reaction was um, that, that McAvoy and Fassbender had to the different line was authentic. Huh. Which would have been hurt. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> in fact, they didn't actually... That wasn't actually part of the scene... Hugh Jackman's just at a bar nearby, and they were like, "Oh, Hugh Jackman, he's great. He's a cool celebrity, fun actor guy. Let's go and join him for a drink." And they just showed up, and then, nope, nope, yeah. wasn't having any of it. So they were genuinely hurt. Last bit of trivia, Mason. I'm ready. As of 2011, this is the highest-grossing film ever made about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Great. <laughs> Has there been one since? Um, boy, there's probably been an Adam Sandler movie about the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> Isn't one of the Dirty Dancing sequels set in Cuba? Cuban Heat or something? Probably, yeah. I, might, oh, I think it's actually Havana Nights. Havana Nights. There we go. For sure. Yep. Well, Mason, I think that's it. Yeah. What do you think of that movie, though? Best movie ever. He didn't. Now, it's also the only movie that Professor X is in for the entire length that he doesn't get Professor X. That's true. The whole thing hinges around his powers, mm. which is great. Yeah, yeah. I think the movie benefits I mean, from... he does get X'd in the sense that he gets shot in the spine. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But he... Uh, but he I think that movie benefits from not focusing on Wolverine. You mm-hmm. develop some other characters. Yep. You get to see a lot more of Professor X and Magneto and, and whatever and whatnot. I love those two characters, in particular Fassbender's Magneto. Mm-hmm. He's really, really great. So I guess for me, mm-hmm. worst movie ever. <gasps> Just joking, Mason. It's pretty good. 
Best movie ever, you? Yeah, but also best movie ever. Great. Mm-hmm. Mason, it's time for what we read and what we're going to read. Yep. Theme song. I'm doing the theme <laughs> hope somebody makes that into a theme song. Great. Now, what, what anything you're reading? Not going to read anything. <laughs> cool. Well, Mason, I have a letter here from Billy uh, Arundel. A-R-U-N-D-E-L-L. Mm-hmm. Now, he's drifted away, he says, from the X-Men comics, and he wants to return. Being Canadian, he uh-huh. wants to know if there's anything... Well, not just being... He, he read... <laughs> He's he's being Canadian. He's being very Canadian. Yeah. No. Well, he said that he's read some X Men comics of late, Uh and he um he's sorry to see that Wolverine will be dead in a few months. And he says, surely a permanent move if comic book (laughs) patterns prove true. Absolutely. But he wants to know: Do you think there's if they're also going to destroy all existing Wolverine comics? (laughs) Anything he's been in, they're just going to destroy it. And they're going to kill Hugh Jackman with a shovel. Yeah. Yeah. Is there? He wants to know if there's any kind of launching off point um X Men comics that he thinks he maybe should read. I think yeah, you're the expert here. I think no. Oh yeah, I've read some. The yeah, astonishing yeah. X Men run, Joss Whedon's run. I'd say yep. if you're gonna if you're gonna start again, that's where you start. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, I also one that I enjoy, but I mean it's it's a few years old now. But uh, Grant Morrison's new X Men. Okay, that was that was a really good one. I don't know how much of that is still relevant continuity wise. Sure, it's good. Yeah. It's what, what's good that follow? Uh that follows uh the um, X Men. Yeah, it certainly follows the X Men. Uh I can't. I can't. There's not a lot that I can say without spoiling it. Okay, but cool. that's a good one. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you said that Nick Mason, that's you, oh, that's me. replied to a tweet of his once, and it made him feel like, made him feel like that you must be a really nice guy. Ask hey, him... that was great, and I am a really nice guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, but he says, ask him to say something mean to reassure me that he hasn't changed on us. Why don't you go read your X Men comics, you idiots? <laughs> you got him. I think I got him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mason, I'm going to recommend an X-Men book. Okay. Because I prepared for the show. <laughs> no, that's fair. You did. <laughs> I reread this week. Uh-huh. It's called The um, X-Men Magneto Testament. It's by Greg Pak and um, Carmine D. Gian Domenico. It's from 2008. Mm-hmm. I should point out that this is not a pleasant read. This okay. Book, okay. Mm-hmm. It's a good book, right. but it is not pleasant mm-hmm. in any sense. It follows the persecutions uh, committed against the Jewish people pre and during World War Two, as well mm-hmm. as gypsies, um, the gypsies at the time and um, a bunch of other groups, uh, and involves Magneto being, you know, kind of tormented at school right, right, right. for being Jewish, and then that kind of flows over and eventually leads to him going into a concentration camp, mm-hmm. and it's just horrific. Like, it's very... Are you going to sneeze? Um, I can hold it in. Okay, cool. It's... um. It's very unpleasant, but it, it's it's powerful reading. Mm. Let me say that. Yeah. Now, Magneto, of course, his name in this is Max Eisenhart. Which is his original name. Hmm. It's not so much an it's not an X Men or mutant story. It's it's a Holocaust story first and foremost, right? With slight elements, like really small flickers of like mutant activity. Uh-huh. If you didn't know this is a Magneto book, you there's a lot of things that you wouldn't assume, right? 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 Because there's not a lot of things that outright point to his powers being a thing. There's a few little things that hint at it. So I would say um, if you're looking for something with a little bit more depth, that's not necessarily that is not a fun read. Right. Then maybe Who's check looking it. for a fun read these days though? We've had enough of fun reads. <laughs> We've grown up, Mason. Mm-hmm. Alright. Courtney Heck says You remember Courtney Heck? I remember Courtney Heck. If you had to choose to being a mutant that hasn't uh, yet featured in the film, who would you choose? Uh, not including Days of Future Past, because we Okay. I'd like to see Forge. 
What's he do? He's got like he's like an intuitive inventor. That okay. doesn't. That's not very kind of. Um, I guess it's not visually very flashy. Yeah. But he can like invent crazy technology. But he's got like a cyborg arm and leg and stuff like that. So that'd, okay. be, that'd be fun to look at. Cool. I'd like to see some cyborgy stuff. Cable. I'd like to see cable. Sure. Mm. Cable's great. But we've we've just done alternate. We've just done timeline time travel stuff. So maybe we. We won't see another one very soon. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got here, I put uh, Zorn. Is that how you say it? Zorn. Well, Zorn's from New X-Men. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Without spoiling who that is and what happens, mm. he's a very interesting character. Yes. And people should read that. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks, Courtney. Pete Fault says, who would you base... Oh, sorry. Who would you be based on appearance personality-wise if you were cast in a comic book movie? Well, we're jerks, so... <laughs> Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've got here that I'm average in every sense. So, like... But you've got a good heart. Nah. All right. So, I'm, like, the most... I'm not handsome enough to be a lead kind of hero, uh-huh. but I'm not a weird kind of ugly enough looking mutant man or whatever to be anything like that. You'd be Beak. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, any non... Maybe you Bobby Drake... <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you got a nice beard going. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. But that's uh yeah, that's probably it. You? I'd be chamber because the the bottom of my face exploded off that time, so I'm missing my jaw. <laughs> sure. Uh follow up suggestion, he says that um he's his friend suggested he would be Cyclops. And he's six foot five, this guy, I'll show you a picture. Oh, I saw it earlier, it's alright. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um any thoughts? Do you think he could be anybody else? Uh it was a big dude, he could be a Colossus type. Yep, that's, that's what I that's thought. Solid work, yeah. Six for five. Yeah, it's big. It's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a very nice um, email he sent. I really, really appreciate it. But he also, uh, he's also in that picture he's holding a baby. Mm-hmm. Wearing, they're wearing gro- matching green lantern <laughs> Green lantern yeah. that's right. Now, Razal Gugu, you yes. remember the first official baby of comicbookmovie.com, uh-huh. Justin Hayden says that his baby was unhappy that we named another baby also <laughs> the official baby of comicbookmovie.com. Listen. <laughs> Listen. There's no rules here about how many official babies we can have. All right? All right. Don't make us take your official baby status away, because there can be one less as well. If you want there to be only one official baby, we can make that happen, mate. All right? He says, Raz Al Gugu has a pro- proclaimed that they will be made an example of and Uh-oh. serves a warning to any other babies who might try to claim the title of official baby. There was nowhere to run. This is the real world, and there is no Batman to save you. Wow. <laughs> so that, that baby's, baby's going to kill... villain, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Justin. Uh, John Clayton says, least favorite X-Men character and why? His is Jubilee. That's valid. Ah. I'm trying to think of really annoying ones. I can go with one first. Okay, go ahead. Skin. Skin has a regular human skeletal structure, but he's gray and he has over six feet of extra skin, which is capable of stretching, deforming, wrapping, expanding, and do a bunch of stuff with it. That's gross. He's gross. Yeah. I know the X-Men are about being gross, and uh-huh. that's cool, but yep. that's not cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd feel bad for being one of the ones that doesn't have great powers. Yeah, you know? like Beak. Yeah, like Beak, exactly, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Marrow. What's he about? She, I think. Okay, but she about? She could, like, like pull out, like, bone spines out of her body and throw them at people. Wasn't, that, wasn't there a character similar to that in X-Men 3? Yes, probably, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Also, one-inch spike guys. Yes. <laughs> guy, he's probably the worst one. Yeah. Any of those generic guys who have similar powers to somebody else, but not as good, and they're just cannon fodder. Sure. You don't yep. want to be one of them. Absolutely. Mm. Also, Mason. Yes. We got an email 
concerning Batman versus Predator. Yes. The latest uh, podcast. One, I told you this earlier in the week, but I just wanted to quickly um, acknowledge this. Joe Lloyd Mason mm-hmm. wrote in. He says he's uh, he goes to a comic book artist school, and the guy who runs it is a guy by the name of Andy Cubitt. Cubitt. This is the Cubitt School. Yeah, That's right. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's him and his dad who run the school and his brother. Is that right? Uh, Joe Cubitt. Yeah. Joe Cubitt. Yeah, yeah. Joe's still around. And he said if we give him a shout out, he's going to ask if he can draw a Batman Predator sketch for us and send it in. Shout outs, absolutely, without without doubt. There are conditions, Mason. Okay, and I have to call Mason a pig. Okay. You're a pig. You, oh yeah, <laughs> I know. And stroke his hair for a bit too long. Do you want to do that after the show? Let's do it after the show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but take our word for it. That's gonna happen. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks, Andy. Yeah. Not Andy. Well, thanks, Andy. Also, yeah. if it, if it could be, and I know, and Joe, I know. Requ- yeah, absolutely. I know. I know. You know, any kind of request is is a big request, and that would be mm. any any kind would be an honor. But if it could be. Us two palling around with the alien and the predator. Sure. That would be great. That would be a fantastic <laughs> sketch. Playing maybe Marvel chess. Oh, maybe play. Yeah, maybe playing chess. Yeah. Last email, Mason. Then mm. we're going to leave it for today. Okay. Keith uh, Raybold. Yeah. B-O-U-L-D. Uh, he said, did you consider doing uh, the Timverse movies? As Because um, we did the DC animated movies. Uh-huh, I think yeah, we said yeah. at the time, we do want to do those, but... They, that's kind of a separate thing from the DC. So you like a Mask movies. of the Phantasm, yeah, uh, uh, the Return, Return of Joker. Of Joker yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we can get like those. An, yeah. I would love to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to rewatch them. I also have to rewatch yeah, them, but yeah. no, definitely. Mm-hmm. And also, can can you get a shout out to his long suffering partner Mandy, who he's um going to marry on Friday? What? I know, right? After fourteen years. Wait, this Friday or last Friday? Maybe last Friday. Congratulations! Shout you out, did Mandy. it. You did it, guys. Yeah, or that's you're gonna awesome. do it. That is the best. Yeah. She um, comes to all the comic book movies with me, although the trade-off is that he suffered through Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Is that equal? No, but you have to have bad times to enjoy the good times, you know? That's a really good point. Mm. Is that a song? Yeah. That you're going to write? Yeah. Good. And he also says, thanks for recommending Robocop Terminator, the most random comic book of all time. It's great, right? So that's that's on you, Mason. Thank you. Good work. That's it, Mason. Wow, we did it again. Uh, Yep. Uh, big uh, thank you to the brute and the basilisk for the themes. Absolutely, we really love those things. Oh. And we love you guys. Yeah, if I just you imagine them battling it out, yeah. maybe on a mountaintop, <laughs> giant snake and, giant a, snake. and a monster, and yeah. like a I don't know, like a rock monster, maybe probably a rock monster. Yeah. Cool. Um, if you if you want to contact the show, you can at weeklyplatterpod at Gmail, Facebook, Twitter. You can find me on Mister Sunday Movies on Twitter and YouTube now, same name. Ooh. And you can find Mason uh, at, at Wikipedia Brown. On the Twitter. That's two ats. Yep, at ats. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, next week, X-Men Days of Future Past. If you have uh-huh. opinions of it, please um, email them in and maybe we can include some in the show. I'd love to hear about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, doing, it's tracking pretty well at the moment. I think it's. I on... love this online discussion we've got going on. Me too. I love it. It's good. As yeah. I said, though, to you before, it does make me feel really bad that I can't include everything all the time. Mm. I try to do a Mason, uh-huh. but... Life is a series of challenges. And failures, <laughs> as we've evidenced right now. Yeah, that's going to be good. It will I can't be. wait to talk about it. Me too. Talking about it. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thank you, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 